Welcome to the Mental Mom Show. I'm Megan Farr, a therapist and mother of two by day, and a coffee-drinking ADHD maniac basic white girl. But most importantly, I'm the Mental Mom host by night. And I'm Casey Harper, the producer slash art director slash boyfriend and moral support slash whatever Megan needs. Casey, it is late. This is the latest in mental mom history that we've ever recorded. It's 10.45 p.m. Is that the latest? Yeah, we've never recorded this late. I know. Did you just yawn? (laughs) Yeah. Casey Harper just yawned. As if this show is not keeping his attention. Yeah, it's just not that important to me. Oh, I know, because no. you don't spend any time on it. Nope. You don't listen to me bitch about stuff. And you I just do show up. For me. No, you're great. You pretty much tell me what to do. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, kind of. No, you don't. All right. Yeah, he wouldn't allow that. Um, okay. Remember last week? I'm the week? captain now. You're the captain? Do you want me to address oh, you that you way? Oh, you didn't see that movie. Wait, what movie? Uh... Oh, man, now I can't remember the name of it. It had Tom Hanks in it. It was about the pirates that take over a boat. But like Castaway? Real... No. The plane that crashes. No. Th- that was a plane, not a boat. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I'm just thinking transportation. <laughs> uh, dang it. What is that? Anyway, there's a line in it when the pirate guy comes aboard. It's a true story. Castaway it... is true. No, it's not that. There's no pirates in Castaway. I never saw it. I just know he's on a raft floating at some point. Yeah, it's not that. Uh, oh my gosh. I can't think of it now. He's a very efficient Googler, so just... Captain Phillips. Okay. Never heard of it's it. It's based off... Yeah, it came out a couple years ago. But anyway, the whole line from it is the pirates come on board, and then Tom Hanks is the captain of the ship, and the pirate's like, I'm the captain now. So, yeah, that was a really long, so you're pointless saying, story. Yeah. I'm the captain now. Yeah. And I'm supposed to be like, yeah, okay. It was a bad joke. It failed. All right, we can totally edit this out if we want to, but I think I don't think we'll need to. All right. What are we talking about Let's, today? Today we're going to talk about lots of things. Um, it's a Meg specialty, a, a good ADHD special Meg event where we're just going to be kind of all over the place. But most of our listeners probably have ADD, and if they don't, they're parents. So basically, you do have ADD if you're a parent. That's True. What it feels like anyway. Even when you come visit, uh, don't you this feel? This is going to be a roller coaster it's, of a show. Drink a have a sip of wine. You're going to need it. At ten forty-five. <laughs> yeah, let's do this. Let's do this. It's a school night. Oh my gosh. All right, cults. We talked about cults last week. Yeah, we did. This week we're going to tone it down a few notches on the serious o meter. The serious o meter, okay. Yeah. It's a meter that gauges seriousness. seriousness. Yeah, you yeah, get it. I got it. Losing our identity as parents and how how we lose parts of ourselves if we're not careful, if we're not. Um, Is that because you gave half of yourself to your child? Why didn't you tell me? Like that's a good question. I don't know on the spot. Oh, half of I don't ourselves, have kids. I feel like half is a lot. I don't know if we can give a whole half. I don't know. I'll get back to that in a second. Okay. Because what I wanted to say was, well, we're going to check in, of course, with you and see how you're doing. Um, but 
that cult that episode on cults last week i re-listened to it it was like 63 minutes of me um doing therapy on myself (laughs) i was basically just getting out a whole bunch of aggression and frustration from i think my childhood (laughs) yeah thank you everyone for riding that roller coaster with me and i hope that it wasn't uh too serious to you know because i want this to be like a fun thing um, we didn't make as many jokes. Fun. You did? Okay. You didn't make as, we didn't make as many like jokes. I know why. Funny. Why? Because uh, we recorded at 10 a.m. Instead of 10 p.m. Uh, well, usually we record around like 8. In the nine. evening. And we're a little... Uh, we were we've had some dinner. And we've had a drink of some wine. Tonight, you mean? When we normally record. Yeah, when we usually record. Yeah. And we recorded at my apartment. And it was 10 a.m., there were kids yeah in the apartment it was a lot happening we were all out they did of not element. hear the, they did not hear the recording just so you know this is not a kid friendly podcast nor do i let my children listen to this podcast no they were plugged in they were plugged in they get some special they don't ipad hear time anything when you're plugged in because they they know it's the matrix they know that when we record that's only the second time we've done it um, they get special ipad time it's a win win it's a win win so anyway yeah it was so serious no more 10 a.m. recordings. No more hour-long cult and religious belief ranting. Without alcohol. Without alcohol. That was the missing was component. The yeah. It was coffee instead of alcohol. All right. Or maybe some Irish coffee next time. Yeah, that could be good. Let's check in with you. How's it going? Are, are, are you feeling tired? Uh, t- today, yeah. Uh, everything else is fine. Have you been loving the sunshine? Well, I haven't got to experience a lot of it because I work like nine hours inside, so I can see it, you know. And then you just can't kind of. I kind of, you know, I I imagine what it feels like to be out mm-hmm. in the sun because I can see it, and that gives me a little bit of joy. Yeah. But this last week's been a little rough because just. You know, working in customer service, there's just always people that come in that Retail. are going to push your buttons. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I don't know if they like meet up ahead of time. Like, and they all out. know each other. And they're like, but let's go terrorize this it's guy. It's like, yeah, hey, it's Tuesday. You're going to come in at noon mm-hmm. and you're going to, you know, get Casey worked up, mm-hmm. but he's going to still like be all right. Mm-hmm. I'm going to come in. Around two thirty, when he thinks he's just about calmed down, Get him and then I'm gonna really go for the jugular, and then they send in their third person at like six fifty. When you close at when seven. I close at seven, that's everyone's favorite when you work and in retail. And there was just like a lot of that happening recently, and so. lots of questions, and then not purchasing, and or questions that they weren't listening to the answers right, to, and then, re-asking and the then they buy product, and then they call me back on the phone and ask more questions and ask the same questions the same that question. I had already answered. So yeah, that's annoying. Normally I deal with it pretty well, but this week's just been very trying. Trying. Yeah. So I said some prayers and I was just like, did you meditate? Please today. Can I just not have any of that riff raff come did, in to my store? Did it work? And somebody was listening. Because it was better today? Because it was a great day. Good. The power of prayer, y'all. 
power of prayer. Yeah. Exercise the demons. Oh, oh gosh. We're not doing that this week. We're not doing religious stuff, remember? No. Oh, I so, to. other okay. than that, everything's glamorous. Glamorous. Yeah. All right, good. I think the sunshine's helping a lot. Vitamin D, um, the brightness, the foliage, the green. Oh, yeah, the, the D always helps. The vitamin D. Oh, my goodness. Is that what the kids are calling it these days? <laughs> You're cut off. Give me that wine back. <laughs> okay, I wanted to ask you about something. Um, you s- said something either last week or the week before to me about from Bruce Lee, one of your mentors. One of my heroes. Your heroes. Yeah. Um, and I was wondering if we could go over it again. And I think it would help our listeners too, who pro- maybe some of them have heard. It really helped me, but I don't completely understand it. Um, something about water flowing, crashing. Oh uh, yeah, we we talked about this because it was and, about my anxiety. I was uh, like feeling stressed and worried. And it was in therapy. Yeah. Okay. It was- after therapy well for those of you who don't know bruce lee or you may know of him you probably know him as like this badass martial artist who Uh doesn't wear a shirt made yeah really ripped dude who made action movies and the only person to ever kill chuck norris that's my favorite clip you showed me um but also he was i would say our i can't say generation but our time period, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, 20th century, um, philosopher, like he was our Aristotle, I guess you'd okay. say. Wow. That's... Um, so he, he did a lot of writings and really inward thinking about developing yourself as a person and like being comfortable with yourself and accepting yourself and not trying to imitate other people and other things, you know, like being your true authentic self. It's always better than trying to be a version of someone else. Right. Or of what someone else thinks you should be. Right. And like the way he, you know, he made, he had journals and stuff, but then that was part of his like martial arts philosophy was there's no style, you know, and you, it's create your own. Yeah. Like here's the basic. You create your own. Yeah. It's, it's not like, like karate. And, you know, he, he would take all of this stuff and he created his own thing, which was Jeet Kune Do. But anyway. Because so, DDP, um, Diamond Dallas Page, he says that on our, our, our DVD. Yeah, he, he says, references Make it your own. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, after the therapy session, I mentioned the, the quote that came to mind when we were talking uh, and I just didn't know how to fit it into the session, so I didn't like say it out loud. But I can't even remember what we were really talking about. It was either. it was so just being being okay with who we are and like accepting ourselves, even though we may be in a group who's trying to force us to be something that we're not. Yes, or That's, wants us to be something. Yeah, wants us to be something that we're not. So with the reference to the water, he talks about how water is formless and it's shapeless and like how if you put water into a cup it becomes the cup you put water into a bottle it becomes the bottle you put water into a teapot it becomes the teapot and he says now water can flow or it can crash and he says be water my friends because it does what it needs to do when it needs to do it so yeah it's 
it adapts to the situations Adapt that it's in. Cup. Like if you put it in the cup, it becomes the cup. You know, if you put it in a goldfish bowl. So, or if it comes water in a goldfish bowl, head to head with a rock, it can find a way around the rock. Or if there's a crack inside the rock, it's going to go in there and break the rock open. You know, so relating it to like relationships, human behavior. But what made me think of that quote when we were having our session was in life, you have to be able to, in the situation, you have to be able to adapt and change, change and but not change who you are, not change. Yeah. Be yourself but not react. and yeah. react to it and adaptable. That's the word. Yeah. It's really just about being adaptable and not being rigid and not being like concrete about it. Exactly. Being rigid. Yeah. Okay. And Flexible. so with that and then his whole other like things that he gets into, but it's really like that authentic self and taking your time and, you know, cause you only get this li- like one life, you know? So why do you want to spend your one life like imitating all of these people and trying to fit into, you know, you're a round peg, you know, you're round trying to fit into a square peg, yes. like that type of thing. And that if you can accept who you are and you're comfortable with yourself, that's the most important thing. And then when you have that, you're going to attract the right kind of people mm-hmm. and the right situations in your life that are going to make your life that much more prosperous and fulfilling. fulfilling. Yeah. So, cause we talk a lot about like when our therapy, you know, it's just trying to maintain, maintain and be who we are, accepting who we are as individuals, no matter who and, we're around. Yeah. And being true to ourselves and not letting that environment dictate or sway yeah. our emotions and our feelings and our behaviors. So are you trying to steal my show? Cause like, I definitely wanted you to comment, but you just like, I was kind of took rambling. It to another, no, that was really kind of amazing. And you guys can listen to Casey's spinoff show. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> we don't have time for that. I don't have time for that. <laughs> I don't have time for that. Well, it was very helpful, and thank you, and I love having you in my life, and I love how you inspire me, and you come up with things that, I mean, I've heard that kind of thing before, obviously, as a therapist and stuff, but sometimes I just need to hear it from someone else. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. All right, so I just came up with another segment. It's called Reflections, because I didn't know what else to call it, because you know how I like to come up with, like... Last minute segments. Sure. I really should just call it. I had no idea. (laughs) ADD time with Meg. Yeah. Um, So I know that people are listening to our show because we track like the downloads and stuff and we have friends and the analytics, the analytics, if you will, which hello, Washington state. How are you? Whoever's (laughs) listening out there, California, where else recently? Idaho. No, you to hoe. Oh, you just couldn't wait to do that. I know. Um, Zing. France isn't listening anymore. Did we say something offensive? Oh, look at me being so codependent. Like, I don't oh my know. God, what did I do? I just show up. I'm just here so I don't get fined. What would you get fined for? Oh, we got to get you caught up on these, these quotes. Yeah, what movie is that for? That's from Marshawn Lynch. He was a football player. Okay. That he, must have been during He the hated coma. doing interviews, but it's in his contract. So he hates dealing with the media. So one night after a game, 
they were asking him a bunch of questions and his response was, I'm just here so I don't get fined. Because he skipped out on a media, a media appearance, yeah, like after a game and he got fined for it because it's okay. in his contract that he's supposed to do it. So the next one, he was like, I'm just here so I don't get fined. Okay, so, thank you. You've enlightened me so much. No problem. All right, so anyway, I'm trying not to be sad because, you know, I'm reflecting a lot because episode 25 is next Next week. time. Or next time. Yeah. yeah. So we're on episode 24. And this, so anyway, I've been like preparing for the 25th episode. Two five. Which is like a big deal, right? A lot of podcasts don't get past episode 7. Remember we read that statistic a long time ago? I remember. So good job, us. I know people are listening. I know our friends and family, some of our friends and family, and I know there's people we don't even know who are listening. Um, I can't, I realize I can't base, just the fact that we don't get emails doesn't, other than Taylor, oh no, Tyler and Kayla. You can't even I can't, name I, drop I'm right. just going to call Jeez. them, they're basically famous in our lives, so let's call them one of those joint names. K-Tay. K-Tay. That's really lame. <laughs> so we'll, we'll work on that. Tyler and Kayla, um, if you're even listening. And um, Julie. Hi, Julie. She's one of my brothers. No, that didn't sound like one of my brother's girlfriends. No, let me try that again. I have three brothers. A brother's girlfriend. A brother's girlfriend. Mike's girlfriend. Julie. And Julie, you have your own identity. I shouldn't have introduced you like that. Like, you're Mike's girlfriend. Hashtag, yeah, come on. Hashtag, Julie rocks. Thank you for posting our stuff and um, sharing with me that people are listening. And thank you, Julie, for listening. So anyway, I know people are listening. I realized our viewers don't have time to email us. That's how I'm, ju- I'm justifying it anyway. But I think I might be right. I don't have time really to do extra stuff. I get angry when I'm asked to fill out any kind of survey. And I'm not talking just like irritated. I get, I like yell at my computer, not yell, but I'm like, you know, cause like Amazon, like get out of my email. Okay. I bought the product. I liked it. I don't have to tell everyone about it. That's how I think. Like I don't need one. I, I don't need one more thing to do. Like I don't want to, I don't want to write an Amazon review. I don't want to press the numbers on the phone. You sure. know, you know what I'm talking about when they say, please stand the line for a survey. I'm not staying on the no, phone I for a survey. That. I have children. I have a career. I have a podcast. I've got friends. I've got tons of tasks I'm not tending to, I'm guessing that that's probably why we don't hear from our listeners. So you know what, listeners? Don't respond to us. You don't have time. I don't want to be one more thing on your to-do list. I just want to be, I want to provide some respite. But it'd be nice if you made time for us. I mean, I totally would love it if you did. But I don't want to add, yeah, I don't want to add anything to your list. So would I like you to share it with others? Yes. Verbally tell people, post it on Facebook, do something that does not take effort. No need to email us. Well, of course, I would like totally love to hear from you, but you don't have to. I'm sorry that we asked so many times. All right, let's. We're go gonna ahead. shut the email down. Email's done. Yeah. It's not even there I anymore. I don't even know why I wasted my time making that Gmail account. When you're just the, telling everybody the mental mom show at gmail.com. Not that we want anyone to email us. We totally understand. So next segment, things I missed. When I was in the child-rearing coma for eight years. We haven't done one of these in a while. Okay, so my five-year-old, I got her a new dress. And I was like, will you try this on, please? Because, you know, you want to make sure it fits. And so she tries it on. Super adorable. 
she goes in my in front of my full length mirror in my bedroom and she's like three inches from it okay and I'm over by my bed putting some clothes away and I hear her saying welcome to my vlog or or something like hello everyone uh I don't she just starts like talking to the mirror and I'm like what are you doing she's like mom I'm practicing my vlog yeah and I was like vlog okay it's a video blog. Yeah, I've heard, like, I think I've heard that before, but I didn't put it together. Mm -hmm. So, of course, I go to the UD, the Urban Dictionary. <laughs> My favorite place to get information. Okay, so here's one, the top definition, which this doesn't jive with, like, the videos I see my girls watching. A video log, a journalistic video documentation on the web of a person's life, thoughts, opinions, and interests. Okay. Yeah, the, that's what it is. Okay, but listen. The second definition is more what I'm thinking. Talking to the camera like it's a person. Hello, world. How's your day today? That's more of like what my daughters watch. Yeah, I feel probably that what they're watching on YouTube, that's, it's that demographic. Because like the older people, like adults. Or doing like how-to videos and things. Or, or yeah, are like making it more formal like journalistic because they're doing things they're like reviewing okay products or cooking or you know how to things and if you're gearing that towards children you're, you're like reviewing toys or you know or like my five-year-old's really into jojo siwa you know her jojo bow collection oh yeah you've seen it I, yeah you helped me hang up a bow holder right <laughs> yeah and jojo has a vlog i guess mm -hmm. and it sounded what what my five-year-old was doing in the mirror sounded a lot like yeah it's all who your audience is okay but so vlog with, means video log like yeah blog is blog is like writing writing like what's what yeah. the b all about with the blog blogging like a book it's a, i don't know they you put it on a site i i don't know all the things i just know a vlog is video, video log. and i mean I, i'm not big into vloggers but there are some that i watch here and there well secret confession i used to in the mirror practice my dance routines and pretend i was paula abdul or janet jackson sometimes madonna and do my dance routines and like all that and then sometimes i would pretend i was a news anchor in the mirror and practice is that the same kind of thing but now they're just much. the new medium is I mean, but not yeah if you would have videotaped yourself and done that like on a weekly basis you would have been a vlogger. So I think that's what my daughter was doing. She was just like imitating what she's seeing on media. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Not that I would ever want anyone to email us because I know you guys are so busy, as am I. But if anyone did want to email anything about their kid vlogging or practicing, pretending they're a vlogger, um, I would just love to hear those stories. They're out there. They're out Happens there. every day. Every day. Guarantee it. All right, so I'm going to our next segment. Ready? Go. M cubed. Mental mom moment. I've never called it M cubed before. I don't know why I did that today. Uh, but this morning, I'm having like this total picturesque, perfect commercial storybook morning. Okay? These don't happen very often. My daughters both have like very cute outfits on. They're matching. They're shoe wearing appropriate shoes to their outfit their backpacks are packed like 
They were ready before I was at the door with their backpacks. Like just this beautiful morning. And today's the day I drop them off and then they're with their dad till Friday. Every week we do this on Wednesdays. So I'm dropping them off this morning and I like know that I'm not going to see him for a couple days. So I drop off my eight-year-old in the car line I, while I drive up to where you're supposed to and I'm like the first one. Of, so there are people behind me and my eight-year-old gets out. I'm like, love you. Bye. You know, and she's walking and she's like blowing me a kiss and like I blow her a kiss and she catches it and I'm just like watching her in her cute little dress. Okay. <laughs> this all was about 15 seconds. It wasn't that long. Maybe 30 seconds tops. Yeah. This. Just say it. Dude. <laughs> I was going to say D-bag. You let me this down. This dude <laughs> behind me um, raises his arms up. And like, hurry up, lady, or like, you're taking too long, or what the fuck? Oh my God, I just said fuck. What the fuck, lady? You know, like, hurry up. And so I got so mad. But here's here's my high five moment. Ready? This is like a two in one. You punched him. I did not punch him. I did not get out of my car. What I wanted to do... Fry green tomatoes, and you threw it in reverse and did like the Tawanda. Oh, I wanted to be Tawanda. But my idea was to get out of the car. Here's what I wanted to do. But my meds are working really well. I've been taking them every day. I can tell because I did not do what I wanted to, which was get out of my car, go over to his minivan. Yeah, he's driving a minivan. So, and say to him, I'm sorry that you hate your life because you're in your 40s and you have to drive a minivan. But I'm not throwing my kid outside on the sidewalk and doing like a drive-by because you didn't get up early enough to get your kid to school on time and then make it to work. Yeah. I didn't do that. Oh. You know what I did? I waited an, another 10 seconds. Nope. I just <sighs> waved obnoxiously. Like, like, dang. You know, like you wave to someone when they let uh, you in. Oh, you're like real passive aggressive. Very passive aggressive. Uh, okay. Um, and then I drove about five miles per hour through the parking Creeped. lot. yeah. Safety first. Well, there are children. Then I did a complete full stop and then waited another five seconds at the stop sign. Waved at him again. Um, but I didn't get out of my car. I think you handled it. Fairly well. Thank you. I was proud of myself. So that was my mental mom moment. Were you talking to yourself? I talked to oh, myself. Oh, yeah. What do you say? Oh, there's... I. It's whatever's in my mind at that moment. Like, I had a lady do that one day. Like, just honked at me. When I was... We were at a stoplight that had no turn on red. And I clearly could turn. with. I would break the law. But there were no cars. Yeah, so but it's still against coming, the law. She was honking at me. And... Just throwing her hands up oh, and the all hands of that. Up. I can't even. So I like kind of ace ventured, you know, like leaned out of my car <laughs> and looked back. I was like, the sign says no turn on red. I'm and really jealous. I wanted to I was, yell like, something. I pointing at it and she was still gesturing, getting all hyped about it. So I, I don't know. There was a whole bunch of exchanging going on and there was stuff I wasn't yelling out the window that I was saying inside my car and then the light turned green and i turned like really slow oh yeah oh, and then i was hanging out my window pointing at the sign again mm-hmm. and then good for you yeah and then she went zipping by me but it made me feel better i really so i i can relate yeah I you have more composure than i do i want to get out so bad I did, really yeah did, but i didn't i i teach my clients about assertiveness versus passive aggressive. Well, I just don't understand the hurry for everybody. That's what I was going to say. 
I'm so he can't be that important because if he was nobody's that important, that important, he wouldn't be driving the minivan he was driving. I don't care who you are. And I'm sorry to keep. You don't being have to rude be sorry. About them. No, but because I keep talking about the minivan, it was just very. Just what kind was it? Was it like a caravan, like an old one? No, it was. Was it all busted up? No, it was nicer. It wasn't like a Chester. You know what I mean by that? Yeah. It was like a. It was a newer minivan. I mean, it was almost. Was cool. he fat? No. I always see fat. Like fat dads. Fat, just gross dudes driving like busted up minivans. <laughs> In in southern Indiana, that's like in college. You just, that was one of the staples. When you were at USI, yeah. No, this was a he was a very good looking, um, put together person who obviously is involved in his children's lives. So I'll give him that. He's dropping his kids off before work. But dude, don't take out. You don't know if he has a job. You don't you know. know what? He might just be uh, on his way to the coffee shop. Whatever. He could, yeah. Who knows? Okay, we might have to edit that last part out. I'm not Why? sure. I don't know. I feel bad about the minivan thing and fat dads and old minivans. <laughs> That's me. Just own it. <laughs> go, just watch. Go, everybody. I actually, seen when a you're fat out dad driving around, minivan, you're gonna. So you know, know what I'm talking about. You've seen it. Maybe you've, I have. I haven't registered. You've seen it. just some like busted up minivan. That's like on old, its, like the caravan. It's on its like about. last leg, mm-hmm. and then there's just some trashy dude driving it. Driving it. And you're like, what are you doing in that minivan? It's Why just, do you have that? It's probably because he got it this, for like four hundred dollars. This this minivan was like one of those almost SUV kind, like new expensive minivans. Oh, uh, it's kind of you know. Well, yeah, you were you were on his road. Why were you? I in was. His, yeah. How dare I? Doesn't he Idiot. know? No, I'm just kidding. Okay. So that was my high five moment and my mental mom moment all wrapped into one. Well, I guess it's time to hop on into our actual topic. Oh. We are going to talk about losing our identity as parents. You know what's interesting is I went to do um, a Google search just to see what came up when I put in losing our identity as parents. Nothing really came up about dads. It was like 10 articles in a row all about moms. And that's... Interesting to me because as a therapist, I, I have seen quite a few dads and they're, you know, that in that late 20s to early 40s stage of life where they're parenting hardcore. And today we have a lot of households with two careers and dads are very involved today. It kind of surprised me that, and I've had, I've had these men talk about, just like I've heard and we all know with women who stay at home, or these men didn't, they, they worked outside the home, um, losing that identity, that sense of self. For instance, if you used to like be really into playing guitar or drums, music of some kind, or painting, or if you were in a league of some kind, once you have a baby, it's like just not about you anymore. And That's what I've heard. Yes. So for a while, that's okay, because you have to like make sure this child gets what they Survives. need. Right. Yeah. But then a lot of people get stuck in that place. And I did. And when I would try to move away from that and like be my own person, I felt guilt about that and backlash. And I like really lost myself. And a lot of it is because you're not sleeping well, especially after I had the second one. It, it's like constant. You just don't, you don't even sit down because routine like the kids have a routine and you you barely have a routine it's like all about your kids routine 
And not to mention just like getting everyone fed and dressed and like the bare minimum things that need to be done, getting them to doctor's appointments, figuring out how to use, you know, all the contraptions that come with having a baby, like high chairs. Um, have you seen some of the car seats? It reminds me of like a transformer, <laughs> the car seats. Oh yeah. They're so intense. Everything's just an ordeal. And so I was very surprised to not see anything about dads because I, I mean, I, I've just I've had these men talk about how hard it is to find themselves again. There's also this whole thing about, um, it's almost like a competition thing when you, you have children, small children, it's like both parents are trying, if you're in a two parent home, both parents, there is a comp competition for time, like, and for sanity and for like alone time. And so you're trying to find all these balancing, these balances of like how to fit it all in. Mm -hmm. Self-care, doing the things that you like doing, but also giving your kids everything that they need. And it causes a lot of issues for people. I don't want to make light of the situation because mm -hmm. I 100% have never had children. Mm -hmm. So I may sound like an asshole. But That's why I have you on the show. Is it really that hard? Does everyone want to line up right now and just like punch him in the face? I'm just asking. No, like, I know. I'm just. This is a safe place. You can ask questions. I, I get some people don't have like a support system. That's so it. That's that's a, a big part. Of a it. big part. But if you have resources like grandma, grandpa, or somebody you trust, you know, where you're like, hey, can you watch? the kids for a few hours so we can go out. I mean, is it, is it that hard to like put those things into place? Like if you ha I get it. If you have those resources, but if you don't like, yeah, I mean, that's going to throw some kinks in the whole kind of thing, but yeah, I get what you're saying. Like for one thing, it seems like my age generation, um, of parents, like just, we don't utilize babysitters. I've seen that trend with like clients of mine, myself personally. It's very hard to. Why look. is it? Because you're afraid your kid's gonna get corrupted or die like in the three hours that you don't have I don't them. Know, I guess it's fear of leaving them with someone and then something happening. Or that person not taking care of them as well as we would. Well, Can you trust the person? Well, why would I'm? I'm no, just at why. Well, for one. Who would just drop their kid off with somebody that they don't trust? Would you not vet a person? Like, you know, get references about, yeah. like, if you have friends what, that have kids and they, they're they like, oh, Susie down the street's awesome. Right. You know? We didn't make it a priority in our marriage to, in my marriage, we didn't make it a priority and our marriage ended. And part of it is because we did not figure out how to do this. We didn't figure out how to be a team. We didn't figure out how to you either grow together or you grow apart. And we grew apart. We lived hours away from both of our families, which a lot of couples struggle with this because of the job market. People have to move. You know, it's, it, there's a lot of moving, a lot of transplants. It's not like you just grow up in a town and live there the rest of your life. That doesn't sure, happen. Sure, I understand that. Um, also, a lot of people have very unhealthy parents. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, there's a lot of factors. But yeah, so those are the factors. I, I'm not saying that there's not, 
but for every for every roadblock there is a solution there is in my opinion sometimes though you don't see it because you're like in the middle of this total chaos jungle of child rearing of of like never getting ahead like even just planning to do something is really hard because you haven't slept well in years (laughs) days months whatever you use all your sick time and extra time or like any paid time off you use that because your kids get sick and you can't go to daycare if if your kid has over a 99 right. fever, or 101, I think it is, you can't send them to daycare, doctor's appointments, all these things. So you don't have, it just is really hard. And so a lot of times what couples do is they're just like, ah, forget it. I just, let's just stay home and like. Okay. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with staying home. I'm not saying like that should be the end goal of you getting a night out without the kid. I mean, that's always a goal, I'm sure. But well, yeah, putting your, your relationship but, yeah, like mm-hmm. what I'm I guess what I'm also getting at is I understand that a child can be a lot of work mm-hmm. and it definitely if the both of you aren't on the same page with scheduling, you know, how things are going to run, right. that's going to cause an issue. That's it. So, yeah, I I I get all that. But at the same time, if you have if you're able to get on the same page, maybe I'm you can make it work. Make yeah. People do all the time. I'm getting all mixed up in my head. No, that's but, okay. Um, I think they're good questions because I've asked myself the same questions. Why didn't it work? Why were we competitive with our time instead of working together? Well, the other thing is like, why do you feel guilty that you're taking two hours out of a day for yourself? That's that's, that's where part. I get the. Well, it's called um, why, mental why, health issues. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so, you know, with anxiety, um, first of all, I make up a whole bunch of things in my head that could go wrong and then ruminate about them. Go wrong by you just, like, caring for yourself for an hour? Well, like leaving my child with a babysitter. Oh. You come up with, like, 50 million reasons why it's not a good idea or why you don't deserve it or why, well, this person, they don't need that. Why, you know. But see, that goes back to what we were talking about earlier. You're yeah, trying to healthy. base your life around what you're you're trying to emulate, what imitate others. what others are doing that works for them but doesn't work for you. So yeah, th- that's the whole thing. It's like what works for me is not going to nine times out of ten not work for you. You have to figure that out. But at the same time, like you shouldn't feel guilty for doing your self care. You know what, though? When I needed therapy the most, it was the hardest for me to go because I had a newborn preemie. I even tried to bring my newborn to a therapy session for myself, um, and and she woke up and, would, and mm-hmm. you know, it just didn't work. And I've had moms try to bring their kids to their, their sessions before. It's like when you need it the most, sometimes Were it's they the like single moms or just like dads at work? Or? Dads at work stay-at-home moms. I was a stay-at-home mom during that time period. And, you know, 12-hour day at home, like if your partner has to work long hours, you feel like you're going crazy. Yeah. But to me, that that's... And I'm on the outside looking in, so I can just say, you know, yeah, what, what was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> I'm... To me, if you've been sitting at home... 
12 hours with the kid and I've been at work, yeah, I mean, that's the arrangement we've agreed upon that I'm going to go to work and, you know, bring home the bacon or whatever you want to say. But at the same time, the respect level should be, yeah, I've been at work, which has been taxing, exhausting, but that's nobody's job is as like intense as taking care of a kid. Thank you. In my opinion, especially a premature baby that I, mean, I wouldn't, even, I've never even been around a premature baby. So it's like, I couldn't even imagine, but it shouldn't be a issue of me coming home. And cause to me, it's like, I've been at work all day. I would want to see my kids. Well, yeah. And it's like, let me have this time with them and mom, you go, you've been doing it all day. I don't need you. You know, like yeah. that's in my mind, that's how that stuff and then sometimes should work. That is how it should work. And sometimes it was my own fault. Like I wouldn't take the offers that people gave me because I felt like I shouldn't need it. It's some kind of like superhero complex. Like I well, is it a mom it thing? I think like, it might be. I don't know because I've heard dads talk about it too. Um, usually like it's the... in relationships where that I, okay, in my experience, there's anxiety present and one or both parents and I don't just mean normal anxiety I mean probably needs some sort of treatment anxiety okay and in relationships where there's not like a mutual teamwork thing going on and that the competition thing of like well I've been at work all day okay well I've been home all day well it, you know and then it can switch it can go the other way too because then I went back to work and it was we both worked outside the home Mm -hmm. and then that's really hard because you've got to you know be there for your for me clients therapy clients and then your kids get sick so you have to take turns taking time off work and like coordinating all that and it is just everything so it just leads me to my question of I know couples do it and I think the couples who do it they really know they've they've established their each of their roles and they teamwork it. Well, do you think that you already need to be like, quote unquote, a team before uh, you bring a child into the picture at all? Like, yes. Is that what you're like? You I feel think... like you were on the same page to begin with and then you threw another person into the mix that yes. needed 100% attention all the time? Yes. And, and mostly with the first and then as life as life stressors increase, job changes, moving, things like that, that adds an you know, a layer each time of stress and more complications and frustrations and I think a lot of couples can relate with what I'm saying. Well, I'm sure some of those couples were their solution was let's just have a baby. Yeah, let's just have a baby. It'll make like... it easier. It'll bring us together. Right. Like I know people that we're foolish enough to do that when you're looking on from the outside at their relationship and you guys, you're like, you two, uh, Get you need to work this thing out or like break it off before you start having a child because that child's not going to solve it. It's just going to make it worse. Make it nine more complicated. Times. Yeah. Yeah. It, so the other thing is, is like before you, wait, before you have your first child, 
you don't even know what to ask. You don't even know necessarily what to think about because nothing can really prepare you for it. I want this show to prepare people for it. What, what do you mean like things to ask? I think, okay, so like let's say the couple, there's things to talk about. That's why it would be really good for couples to go to pre-child counseling <laughs> instead of premarital. Well, you need premarital counseling too, but pre-child counseling and like talk to somebody who knows a lot about children and families and set up like a system like a this is our philosophy on this this is how we want to run our home this is these are all the things that we didn't have we were just flying by the seat of our pants well that's so funny you say that because growing up my my mom would always like say there were certain conversations throughout your relationship that should come up at some point given what stage you're at you know what i mean um, before you, before you get married and before you have kids and before you have kids, one being, do you want to have kids? That was always something to discuss, you know, and then I never really got to that point because I was never in, in, in a relationship with somebody I was like, where I would look forward to having a child with, you know, it was more of like, I definitely probably don't want to have a kid with you. So mm-hmm. it's like, I don't even want to have this conversation because <laughs> right. I feel like I'm going to jinx myself, you know. And just by thinking and, it, you're going to get pregnant. Yeah. So, <laughs> but then after that, I mean, you have that, you have that talk like that. You have, you know, your goals, career goals, just all of those conversations of like, if your job is going to take you out of state, is that something you are on board with? Right. You know, or would I be on board with? With moving. And with moving and all of those types of things because those are like real life situations that can come up and they're going to test you. So if you can have those conversations earlier on, it's not as much of a shock to when you get put in those situations and then you're just like freaking out and you go, Oh my God, we're not going to, I can't do this. We're not going to make this, you know, it, it can't happen and you have a meltdown or something, you know? So it just has always surprised me that those conversations aren't conversation conversations. Well, in, my, in my situation, all of that was talked about. And as far as both wanted kids, I thought I wanted, I, I thought I, I do love my kids. I'm not saying I don't want kids. I'm just saying I had no idea what I was signing up for especially given the mental health issues that I struggle with. Right. Getting my own self together opposed just doing that is hard enough, not to mention you have to get all these other children. Well, and when you were growing up, I mean, did you babysit? Were you around yeah. babies? And I liked it. Were you like in that environment? I did. I started a babysitter's club in our neighborhood. Okay. Just like Cuz with me, I I mean, I I babysat my cousins and my cousins had, you know, Everybody was having babies and all this stuff. So it was like I was part of it. Granted, I wasn't in it 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. I guess my family's just like really open about their... Maybe realistic. They were more realistic. Yeah. It, like, it was just saw. like a real talk. Like, and it, it, But it wasn't like I'm going to sit down, you, you know, and Casey, this is, this, is how, this is how it is, you know. It was more of like, hey, how's it going? And they just tell you how it's going, you know, and like, like for real. no holding back. Yeah. It was just like, 
you know, they're peeing and pooping everywhere. This is what <laughs> happened. And this is what we're dealing with. And so to me, when other people talk about it, like not knowing or like being off guard by it, it's kind of just surprising to me because it's you granted, have a more real perspective. I grant, like I said, I've never had a child, so it's not like I deal with one. I uh, got lots 24 of seven from family that were like, Oh, it's the most beautiful thing. It's the most wonderful thing. Lots of stay at home moms and, um, the family members that I associated with and grew up around having children is, you know, everything. And it's, just yeah. beautiful and magical. And... But I feel like the the people that say that, like, they are the ones, and there's nothing wrong with this, but they're the ones that, like, I was put on this earth to be a mom. And, and some people are. And, like, just yeah, no doubt that it. they are. But there's other women that mm-hmm. would like to have a baby but also fulfill their own goals. Mm-hmm. And I think if you butt those women up next to each other the one that's like oh my god it's the most beautiful thing and i just love spending every hour with them like they're gonna look at the mom that has these career goals and be like you're a you're a terrible mom because you don't want to spend every second with your child how could you send your kids to daycare yeah like they had a daycare complex and there's nothing like, like like it was viewed as child abuse. Oh, and neglect. Like oh, you just see that's ridiculous. In my opinion, that's just ridiculous. Yeah, and you know what? My kids are the most social butterflies. And that's the other thing. Daycare so develops like social skills because oh, how if, especially if you're an only child, like you're not going to be around any other kid, right? The majority of the time, so these social skills aren't going to get developed as well in my opinion, mm-hmm. and especially if you're around a, a bunch of adults all the time, right. like, then you get some weird little kid that is, like, not a adult. little kid. Yeah, and it's just, like, to me, it's, like, it's like you're really weird. <laughs> you're and a weird little You're just human. a weird little kid. <laughs> like, why are you talking to me? Like, you don't look like an adult. We're on the same. Like one. Yeah, and it, it, that freaks me out. Yeah, personally, I know, like little Sheldon. Yeah, little Sheldon. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, so, I wanted to tell you something. I'm writing a piece for my website, for the blog, if you will. That it's about feeling like a missing person case. Okay. And that's how it feels. Is like, where self? Where did you go? Where are you? I can't find you. So. I guess with all of this going on, like what we've just talked about, though, mm-hmm. like have you rediscovered yourself? Well, that's what I was just going to say is you were a huge part of that. This podcast was a hu- preparing for this, the writing that I – like I feel like I was able to get my voice back, my identity back, um, and you seeing me for me and not just seeing me as a mom or – I don't know. You just – you really saw – the parts of me that are just me. And that was so life-changing. So thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. You're awesome. Oh, thanks. I like myself when I found myself again. (laughs) When I located myself. Yeah, I bet. It feels uh, good. It felt really good. It was like, oh, hey! I remember you from back in your early 20s and... 
you know. Yeah, because when I when we met the first time, how you were, I mean, that's why I was like drawn to you, and then to hear you talk about all of this other stuff, it's like I have no idea who that person is. Really, and you would have never known. No, and that's how good we get at faking it, right, guys? Apparently, because you had me fooled. I mean, it was just. It's bizarre, but I can I can understand it. It was like the, given it, the like it, the individual's situation. I can understand how a child and a marriage and two children, three children, two children. You know, yeah, just two, keep but, adding them yeah. in there. You know, it it can affect, and that's what I've always, you know, you always hear is like when you have a kid, everything changes. It's about them. It's, about it's them. not about you anymore. And it's not that I think they're the generation before it, or the generations before us. I don't know. Maybe gave us messages of we're, that that's a selfish way to think. So I think we're fighting those messages. Yeah. Of self sacrifice and martyring yourself. And well, if you look at how I mean, thirty, forty, fifty years ago, I mean, mom stayed at home, kept the house, watched the kids. Made the kid, you know, made babies. Mm-hmm. Just a baby maker, pretty much. And dad went off to work and I made like, the money. I prefer domestic engineer. Sure. Uh, but in that time frame, those, like, the economy and all that kind of stuff, like, it was more feasible You could, you could live in a nice house in a nice that. neighborhood with one income. Right. And then, you know, you start fast forwarding yeah. and you know women want to start working and they want to be defined they, yeah. outside of a mother and yeah. a wife you want to have your own identity mm-hmm. and which you should and basically also needed two incomes to sustain mm-hmm. a moderate middle class middle class lifestyle you know so it's like all these other factors get tossed in there right. and when these old folks start chiming in about all of this shit. It's, it's like they, just like, you guys are so out of touch. Right. Like, you need to just get out of 1960 <laughs> and whatever decade you're trying to still live in. Right. And realize that the world's moved forward mm-hmm. and things have changed. And as much as you want to sit and tell us what we're doing wrong, right. it's we're trying to do the best that we can. With the situation that we're given. Because we do want equality. And we do want identities outside of being a mother and a wife. And that means the men have to adjust to that too. Which has been hard on men, I believe. Yeah. Them finding their role in this. Of A lot of dads that I've talked to in my therapy practice and just friends and things, they, they're very involved. They want to be involved. They don't want to be a uh, hands-off dad. Like maybe right. their dads were, their grandparents, you know, their parents' parents were. Uh, they want to be involved and they want to have a say. It's not just moms running the show at home. Dad works and brings home the money. Right. Um, we're we're just trying to like. I think the pendulum swings, you know. So we're at a point now where, okay, we've got to like readjust our roles and figure out who's doing what. And working together as a team. Right. And and the ego. The ego and the competition's got to, like, 
somehow have to get over that because that was a, a huge theme that I saw in the relationships of the people who things weren't going well. Oh, what was that? Oh, like keeping score? Yeah, like keeping score. That's what keeping... we, I grew up with that saying. It's not about keeping score. Right. Like my brother and I, it's like, well, I did dishes, this, you know. Yeah, why took the trash out? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. that's not going to help anything. It's just going to make everybody more miserable. How do we do? Do we tackle everything we needed to? I feel like we did. We could just keep talking about this stuff talk about over and over and then just get really uh, long-winded and so bore I guess people. We could. Um, my question, which we don't have to answer today, but I'm, can we have it all? Careers, healthy relationship with our partner, and raise small humans into high-functioning adults. If you're a billionaire. <laughs> people are doing it. I know that. Billionaires. Um, no, it's totally... I believe doable, that it's it, doable. It takes you, work. Well, everything worth having yeah, I mean, takes, takes work. It takes, like, real work. Like, you might need to go to a therapist to help with this stuff. Yeah, you... The first step is just admitting that there's problems. Right. And... And it's okay. Yeah. And to not listen to the outside forces mm-hmm. that be you know, chirping in your ear, telling you how wrong you're doing everything. That's why I say go to therapy. Yeah, because definitely. Because a therapist is trained in family dynamics, trained in relationships, trained in human behavior, and they're objective. So, yes, of course our parents and grandparents and aunts and uncles and friends, everybody has opinions. Okay, so the therapist can look at your situation, your unique situation, and help you figure out together, okay, what's our family code? What is our... um What's our routine? How do we do things? Right. Well, I feel like the people that have a lot to say are the ones that have screwed up children anyway. Yeah. So it's like, I don't really need to listen right. to what you're saying because your kid grew up to be a dumbass. Maybe that's harsh. Said, said with, uh, yeah. With love. Said well there, with love. Uh, but in all seriousness, no. Like, how many people, and we all know who they are, that are chiming in your ear telling you what you're doing wrong mm-hmm. and how it should be done and then you look at them and the results that they've produced right and it's just like why would i want to do it your way like look at what is going on over here like i don't want any part of that and don't even try to like influence me you know that's when you have to just shrug that stuff off right and just let it roll let them talk themselves just out off. yeah because it's just you know, they're like armchair quarterbacks. Yes. All right. Casey, I think we have once again. Mic solved... drop. Mic drop. <laughs> Casey's doing a dramatic walk-off right now. No, uh, I think we have uh, solved all the world's problems, especially when it comes to parenting, mental health, and relationships. <laughs> Hopefully somebody can take something away from all of my rambling. Yeah, so even if you just got one tiny little... Um, nugget of information that is helpful. I feel like we've done our job. <laughs> so I'm no expert by any means. No, but I think it's good to just talk about it. Observer. Observer. All right, guys, this is the thing. Next week, I think we're going to have to take the week off. Because Probably. Casey's going on a fishing trip. I'll be out of town fishing. Uh, he does an annual fishing trip with his... It's a Harper Bros family fishing tournament. There's a trophy. 
for There's the winner. There's a big trophy. Yeah. Big trophy. My name's on it. There's a lot of muscle shirts, a lot of beer drinking. I'm not invited. No women are. Right? No women No allowed. women allowed. It's a man's weekend. So I am going to be working on my website that, knock on freaking wood, is supposed to be done by next week. Hell may freeze over before it gets done. Right. We'll see. But anyway... Um, but I'm going to be working on that. Casey's going on a fishing trip and we just couldn't get it together enough to do another episode before that. <laughs> I'm sorry, but we will, um, we'll have one. We'll have we'll, our 25th plus we're preparing for the 25th yeah. episode. Special things. It, special things. We might have cake on the show and Ooh. eat it and tell you about it. Yeah. <laughs> little sample cakes. I don't know. But thank you so much for everyone who's listened. I've got I've had a lot of um positive feedback from people yeah. lately, not through email, but in it's other ways. Been awesome. And I appreciate it so much. And thank you Washington State for listening. And France, I'm sorry that whatever whatever we said that offended you that you stopped listening. I apologize. Um but we, you know, you win some you lose some. They said Finn on that. Some people, <laughs> Finn. Some people can't handle my truth bombs. Your truth bombs. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm not gonna take it. You know, personally. the ones who love you will stay. That's what I always say. All right, cool. And with that, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, which we got on Stitcher and nobody's listening to us on there because I can I... see all the numbers. <laughs> so, whatever. But there's also Google Play and spotify anywhere you can find a podcast we're there we always appreciate and love the support if you could like share rate us five stars and subscribe that would be really awesome and until next week or next time next time excuse me we're taking one week off Stay mental. That's what you always want me to say. Yeah, we need to get that on. Instead of bye, y'all, you want me to say stay stay mental. Stay mental, San Diego. That's what we're going to put on shirts. Stay mental.